Welcome to Brandon Poole Elevation. My name is Brandon Poole, motivational speaker and lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week, I bring an inspiring person or message to help you make your dreams become a reality. Thanks for listening in. Now let's get after it. saying what was i saying uh, the, the things we hear program our mind oh yeah we were talking about being programmed programmed uh and i, I taught a whole lesson on this uh program being programmed our we, we we hear so much stuff and we, we we're programmed to to think certain ways especially um now this is everywhere yeah don't, don't get me wrong but from a, a black standpoint you in the hood, you are programmed to okay. When the police come, run. They go shoot you in the back, or uh, this person here, uh, that that white person right there. They they think they're all good and they ain't trying to help somebody and stuff like that just because they got money. If I had money, I help people too. No, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. For one thing, you were already programmed yourself not to. Right. And. The first thing you would do is buy a car. We 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 would buy uh, liabilities first instead of creating assets. We first thing we do is buy liabilities, uh, and we teach our kids too. You know, you go to college, and uh, you get a good job, and you get the best job that you get with your degree, and then you'll live a happy life working for, you know, Briggs and Stratton. Or something like that, which I'm not knocking, mm-hmm. but we're programmed that way to think, and we're a lot of us are, are are robots, and we're not only just going through life because that's what we saw on TV. Because I bet you everybody treated their wives like they like Ralph Cramden did, yeah, because <laughs> that was the number one show. Yeah, so I want an Alice. And if she gets out of line, I'm going to knock her to the moon. <laughs> and she's going to give, I mean, when you look at it, oh, a far perverted uh, uh, version of that was um, the Bundys. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved the Bundys, too. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, Married with Children. I know all that. But. <laughs> that's a, that's before your time, but the whole thing—it was just kind of like the honeymooners, mm-hmm. but flipped to a very negative aspect. So it's it's almost like if you had you know uh, if you had nice leave it to Beaver family, and then flipping it to the Simpsons, mm-hmm. the way that the way the uh, the way that family functioned. Yeah. So. You had the honeymooners, which was already going on a decline because he was so mannish. Mm-hmm. He was the man. He was the man's man and couldn't tell him nothing. Uh, like Fred Flintstone almost. But, but uh, Married with Children was flipped the other. I mean, totally, we're going to take this to the extreme. Like uh, 
as far as comedy goes, now this is old, like this is this, this, this old <laughs> stuff now. But living in Living Color was funny with Jim Carrey, where Jim Carrey really started. It was a variety show, mm-hmm. and this was the first time I ever heard somebody curse on national TV. <laughs> so you know they they used the B word. And everybody's like, with their mouth open, did he just, did he just say that? But it, they didn't stop it. Yeah. So the next week, <laughs> you said more. And then the next week, Keep the whole the thing, yeah, they, it was just out of control after that. You couldn't even watch it no more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't watch it. It's like, you don't know what they're going to say. <laughs> I can't, like, so... You know, we watched it because that was uh, what the black family did. We yeah. just all watched that and laugh and everything. But I got those memories of laughing with my, you know, my brother and uh, laughing at the how silly it was. But I can't tell it to my kids. They can't share that memory with me. Uh, right. We can watch. Uh, we can watch the Cosby Show and get a sense of okay, this is kind of how families try to function. But a lot of that stuff that was out there, like a lot of rap music that I listened to back in the 90s, <clears throat> I'd be like, man, this brought me back some good memories. I'd turn it on for my kids. I'd be like, oh, my goodness. I, got, I can't play. Oh, my. Oh, what in the world was I listening to that back then? And uh, you can't even. Uh, one of my favorite songs that I went, went to um, play for my daughter was... Um, Oh man, what's it called? It's uh, it is called, and then for no good reason, he just throws in a cuss word for no reason, just no reason at all. And I I had to find the 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 video version because it it took that one word, it changed that one word. That is Good to Be Alive mm. by Andy Grammer. I love that song. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know the one word that I'm talking about, too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> this is the awesome song. Because <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, I always look for motivational stuff and Good to Be Alive. I mean, you mm-hmm. know. Stuff is starting to turn around for you. I found my hallelujah, but you threw that one word in there, man. Threw the whole thing off for it. Took me uh, like three days to find a version that didn't have that in there. Yeah, because I was like, I know I was walking in Lowe's and it was playing, mm-hmm. and I go um, at a faith in motion thing, it was a church based thing, and they played it. So that's why I kind of heard it. I was like, I, yeah. I like this song, I like the beat and everything, and I like what it's saying, but. When I played it for my daughter, she was like, <gasps> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> the same way. I'm like, oh my, yeah. But that is kind of how we've been programmed to talk. Mm-hmm. For sure. And um, I just, I don't know if I ever told you about this, but my friend in Japan, she said, she said, how many beers do you drink a day? <laughs> I was like, I never had a beer before. You lying. <laughs> you lying? Um, even she was like, I I seen this on I seen it uh, that the average family has like five beers on the news in America. 
but she's never been to America. Mm. You know, she she was just saying, you know, she was just asking some I'm in, an American. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just wanted to see how many because that's a lot. And I'm like, well, I've never had one. I've had some beer battered fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's about it. Or a beer burger. <laughs> uh, some something like beer onion rings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something like that, but not like I never just turned one up. And uh, she's like, oh, but I saw it on the news. I mean, mm-hmm. they they wouldn't lie. I, know, I guess they <laughs> would. <laughs> But uh, Fake I was, news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, even uh, my friend, well, she wasn't even a friend. I won't even say that. But at my old job at the post office, just like every black person's been to jail. I was like, I've never been to jail. And she just bust out laughing. She was pointing. She went to her friend. She's like, that man right there said he ain't never been to jail. I was like, I've never been to jail. <laughs> I don't plan on going either. <laughs> and she was like, you lying. Everybody been to jail at least once. You, you, you've seen the inside of a cell. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> no. Don't think so. <laughs> and she was like, I mean, she, she, she swore up and down that I was lying. And then she went to everybody. Hey, haven't you been to jail? Yeah, I've been to jail. Haven't you been to jail? Yeah, I've been to jail. And then she finally found somebody that hadn't been to jail. She was like, you lying too? What? What's wrong? Why y'all playing like that? Why y'all playing? Why y'all playing? You know y'all been to jail. Every black person been to jail. And I'm like, no, we're not. You know, everybody's not programmed to think that way. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to run when you see the police. Like, you know, just like... I know they pulled me over because I'm black. I'm like, no, they pulled you over because you were speeding and you don't have any headlights. I yeah. mean, <laughs> that's probably why they pulled you over. Uh, but, you know, we are programmed not only to think certain things about people, mm-hmm. but certain things about our own selves. Right. You can't really, you know, you don't hear, uh, like I said, you, you're, you're programmed to think, okay, Go to school, make good grades, go to college, make good grades, get your thing and go straight to the top of the company mm-hmm. uh, for 30 years. And after 30 years, you can retire. Uh, 30 years of service to somebody that really don't care about you. Yeah. And <clears throat> you're programmed to think that way. And not only are you programmed to think that way, you're programmed to think this is the only thing for me. Right. You're not programmed to say, man, you know what? You really like to draw. You might want to sell that. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, uh, you're always on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Buying up everything. Why would you become an affiliate? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I just want to I just want to buy my things and get out. You know, why? Mm-hmm. Other people want to buy it too, especially if you like it. Like, one of the things I'm starting to do is the influencer accounts. I start doing those, getting free stuff. Just to unbox, right, and and do that. So that's one way. I mean, not making a whole bunch of money, but uh, it's a start. It's mm-hmm. a stepping stone. I'm building a base, and then again, after a while, maybe Target would say, "Hey, why don't you just do a commercial for us or yeah. something like that?" You Never know, because like look at uh, Liza Koshy. You know, my daughter liked her when she just had her little YouTube channel, mm-hmm. 
And now she all over TV. Uh, got, Everywhere. Got her own stuff. That's a that's a nutcase. But talking about programming, it, it reminds me of. Uh, do you know who Tom Billu is? I know the name. He's a uh, he's a motivational speaker of sorts, but he also owns the company called Quest. Um, they make protein bars, protein shakes, okay, uh, a bunch of other supplements. Um, I know Quest too. But uh, this guy's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He. Um, in his speeches, he always talks about how his favorite movie is The Matrix. Okay. Yeah, it came out in like 93, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but how the mind is the Matrix in and of itself, and how the programming in The Matrix is, you know, go to school, get a good job, rise to the top of the company, retire. <laughs> and that's, that's the Matrix. But you have to, you know, take the, take the blue pill mm-hmm. and, and overcome that and break through the matrix and realize that, you know, you're the one that's in control of your own destiny, that you can, uh, you can choose whatever, whatever life you want to, that you're not limited to the, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, programming. The standard. Yeah. <laughs> the standard, the status quo, yeah. Yeah, status quo, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, uh, like I was saying, when Paul Martinelli was doing that, I mean, he was pulling all the old stuff out of there. It's, it's like, uh, you know, uh, just like if you don't finish your food, you know, there's starving kids mm-hmm. in China. You know, all the old stuff that the parents used that they were taught and we were teaching our kids. Yeah. And just programming them to think certain ways and do certain things. And um, <clears throat> it, he was like... Uh, it was either Grant Cardone or Brian Tracy or both of them. They probably both did said was mm-hmm. talking about how toddlers, a two year old has no limits and they 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 don't think limitations. Right. Well, that's why they yeah. can learn so many languages too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you get a two year old, just like this, this uh, we're sitting in front of a block. They jump off this all the time. Mm-hmm. See, as soon as they see it, they want to get on it and jump off. <laughs> they see a load table they want to get on it and jump off right no fear and we keep telling our kids don't do that don't do that don't do that that's dangerous you stay safe stay keep your feet on the floor don't do that you don't jump off and get hurt then eventually it seeps into their head all right my parents are not pleased Mm -hmm. when i jump off the table so when they get a little bit older they see a table they don't get on it anymore they stop when they get older, when it's time to take risk and things like that, it's like, no, I don't think mm-hmm. so. I'm gonna stay on the floor. This is this is where I need to stay. But we start thinking those limitations grow with us, yeah. and we're programmed to think, okay, don't take risks. So if you have those kids, you see them, the ones that has the big imaginations that color outside of the lines, mm-hmm. and we, you know, you have those teachers that fuss at them. You got to color inside the lines. This tree is supposed to be green with a brown trunk. Don't make it blue anymore. You're doing it wrong. Once you uh, get those, they're programmed, they stop thinking that way, mm-hmm. then they become average. And going to Quest uh, uh, in school are the you know, exceptional programs, yeah, exceptional yeah. thinking and things like that. Uh, they can't problem solve anymore. Right. Because what they were taught, when you got a problem, just come to me. Mm-hmm. So... When they have a problem, they come to you. And, you you know, now you're like 30 years old and it's like, man, what do you mean you can't get your oil changed? 
the oil light keeps coming on. You need to get some oil. Uh, no. <laughs> Dad, I've always come to you. you. You've done this for me. Why are you trying to stop? You're ruining my life. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. So because of the programming that we have. So mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do, and I know you're trying to do it too, which is a great thing. We're trying to program other people, not program them, but try them to break the programming that they've had. Yeah. And that's one of the things he was talking about. Uh, <clears throat> he was like, uh, even if you have not seen yourself as a speaker, a trainer, or a coach, you've been through the all of the classes. You've got the certifications. You can do it. If you couldn't do it, you would not even be here. Right. Uh, what we do usually is like, uh, hey, Mr. Jeff, I, I really like what you said. Can you speak at our church? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I don't turn those things down anymore because I've broken that mold. I'm, right. I'm, I'm introvert still. Yeah. Believe it or not, as so much as I, I talk, <laughs> as much as I talk, <laughs> I, if you put me in a room full of anybody, I'll probably sit back and watch who's the influencers and Same. what's going on and who I can influence at if I, if the occasion arose or what I might need to do. But I'm hardly talking to anybody until I'm, you know, somebody's talking to me. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, one, one thing about uh, when I first got to the military, a guy did the same thing to me. He assessed the situation. And, this is, and I'll never forget this. We were all in a group, and this outgoing person just went out, and he just asked all the questions. He's, hey, where are you from? Man, that's cool. I got a friend in, from Georgia. Uh, I've been, have you ever been to Atlanta? Really? That's good. That's good. That's good. How many kids you got? And, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He, he was just asking all questions, and then he'll go to the next person and keep to the next person. Yeah. He'll go to the next person. And um, somebody went to me, and he was like, you see what he's doing? I'm like, yeah. He, he's being nice. He's being friendly. But he's like, he knows everything about everybody in here. And you probably don't even know his name because you didn't even get the chance to ask. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. He knows your name. He knows you got kids. He knows where you're from. But you don't know nothing about him. Mm-hmm. And he noticed that. <clears throat> he's like, I know what he's doing. He's trying to, He's becoming the leader of the group because... He knows everybody. Yeah. Uh, I can't make you the leader if I don't, you know, I don't know you and I don't know him. But I talked to him and he already knows my name. So he's become the, he established himself as the leader. Mm -hmm. That quick. And he knew a little bit about everybody and he could, you know, he's like, hey, Jeff. Yeah. From Georgia. And he, and he, he did it really good. And I'm like, hey, because I never asked him his name. He was gone. Yeah. So uh, that introvert in that program is like, you just stay back in the corner and you just watch. You, mm-hmm. just, you just be quiet and things like that. That's one thing that I really had to work on when I went to college at Kennesaw. I went there not knowing anybody. <laughs> so I really, really had to uh, you know, break that shell and get out there and be the first to ask questions, be the first to introduce myself, that kind of thing. Like, I'd be much more comfortable not saying a word and just sitting back, but and I can get pretty lonely at times if you don't know anybody. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I got to get out there. I got to meet people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Especially if we're going to get on stages. <laughs> yeah. 
That, that's hard. That's hard. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the day off. I'm not going to do anything. One of my roadmaps to success thing is saying that, all right, if you want to have a meetup or a mastermind group, you got to invite people to it. Uh, if you don't invite anybody to it, they'll never come. Right. If you just try to put it out there, hey, I'm having this. <laughs> come. One uh, bad thing, which... I learned a lesson, but it, it helped me understand this too. Uh, uh, I'm doing kinder music, and communication is the key thing into drawing people in. Yeah, it's a great program. Everybody's heard of it. But if I just say, all right, I'm having a class on this day, and I'm, I'm having a class tomorrow. Y'all show up. Everybody heard of it, and they're like, yeah, I, I want to do that, I want to do that. But nobody showed up. Mm-hmm. And it's, how many, and Tina was like, how many people did you actually ask? Uh, I put it out there. How many people did you actually ask? Mm-hmm. How many people did you talk to? How many people did you get a confirmation from? None. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, okay. So while I was waiting on people to come, I was actually say, hey, I got the class today. I don't know if you forgot, but no, no rush. Let's let's try this again. This is the day. This is the time. You think you can make it? Yeah. I got a confirmation now. Mm-hmm. I can expect them to be there. With those, I just expected somebody to come. Right. Even though nobody came. I don't know who was going to come, but I was expecting somebody. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of people said, yeah, I'm coming. But I was expecting somebody and not expecting, hey, I'm expecting this person right here. Yeah, I'm looking for it because they told me they were going to, I'm holding them to their word. I'm looking for you. And when I uh, just get out of the mode of, I put it out there. I built it. They will come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put a, 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 a What's the, what's the little uh, pixel on um, my website? <laughs> Just to see how many people go from, they click the link from the bio to my website. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, like Google Analytics. Mm-hmm. So I put a pixel on there and I said, zero. <laughs> how many, uh, next day, zero. Yeah. And next day, zero. And I was like, I wasn't getting frustrated, but I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, why isn't anybody, how many people did you actually say, hey, click on my website? Yeah. I never told anybody to click the website. So just assuming, hey, you like my stuff? You'll click my website. What for? Yeah. They like your stuff here. <laughs> why go there? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm moving some of that stuff to make people go there mm-hmm. uh, and uh, maybe do a click funnel. Yeah. But... As long as I'm just posting and posting everywhere and just saying, hey, like my stuff right here, I'm good. Uh, they won't take it a step further. Yeah. I won't be able to sell anything or have any yeah. products or anything that somebody will buy. You got you to gotta direct them to the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Brian Tracy, that's his thing. His whole thing is sales. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, out of 80-20, 80% of the people won't ask for a sale. They won't ask for it. It's like, uh, okay, do you like my stuff? Really? All right. And they're looking for you to say, well, what's next? 
Yeah. Or you looking at them and it's like, okay, well, what's next? And we looking at each other, not doing anything, and their sale falls through. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, hey, you like this? Well, what will it take for you to, to commit to this? Yeah. Or what can I do to help you to commit to this? And we miss out on it. So that's business. <laughs> that's show business. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it goes against the, 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 the introvert. <laughs> the introvert in me mm-hmm. to to ask for a sale. You don't want to ask nobody for nothing. You don't want to inconvenience them. Zig Ziglar said that uh, introverts usually make the best salesmen and best speakers. Yeah, well, they have to get past them. They have to go beyond themselves. Right, right, that's the thing. Going beyond, because in my mind, I'm like, say, we run a business, and if the people take advantage of the business and say, well, you know what? I'm a pet. Uh, I'll pay next time I come. And you're like, okay. Then the next time you say, oh man, I forgot. I'm going to pay you next week. And the introvert starts to say, I don't want to have to be tracking you down for money. Just go. And you know, you lose thousands of dollars a year from just money being left on the table that they let go. Mm-hmm. That's one of our downfalls we have to find somebody or we just have to build it up on ourselves to have those conversations uh, one of the things uh listen you got to have hard conversations if you can yeah. have hard conversations you can get through these things um <clears throat> so when they come in it's like i don't have the money well you can't come back i hate to do that to you because we're having such a great time mm-hmm. but if you can't you know if you can't pay you know just just sit out for a little while, get your money up, and then come back. You know, it's it's not a big thing. It's not about the money. I just want you to be able to do it. But I gotta be able to afford to to serve you. And uh, some people say well, it's just about the money. And then you take the you know, don't let that get under the bandaid, under the mask. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the mask would be like, I'm not about the money. <laughs> the mask would say, uh, you know, you just want to take advantage of me. And, I saw something out there, but uh, you don't want to. Um, and and going back to programming, you thinking all oh, these low life customers yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't want to pay me for nothing. They always want to get something for free. <laughs> I like something for free too, oh, but yeah. but not everybody's like that. Actually, people want to give you more than what you want to give if you're doing a good service. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I've seen the. Uh, there was a thing on um, on Instagram. There was a, a thing called push pull lift. And oh yeah, so they they did a hundred dollar tip. Mm. I think it was only twenty dollars, like nineteen ninety five for the meal, and they put a hundred and nineteen or a hundred and nine. It was something like that. Hundred dollar tip. And I was like. I want to be able to post something like that. Mm-hmm. Not just be, not because it may, it might have changed that person's life. It might not have. They might have just went straight to the liquor store. <laughs> yeah. Know. But they did a service, what not for them, but they did it for God. Right. And they were blessed enough to be able to do that. that that's why I want to get. I want to get to that point where you know it don't matter. Mm-hmm. But. 
you know, because I'm pretty sure program people are already going to say, well, you shouldn't have did that. They're just going to waste it. Or, you know, you have the man on the side of the road that says, you know, uh, I just want to buy food for my family. And it's like, okay, I'll give you $5. But, and then, you know, you don't know what they're going to do with it. You got so certain people are actually... That's what they, that's what it, life has come down to, and you got that. Mm-hmm. So we have to be able to look on the positive side of that. Glass is half full. So, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I can ramble all day, and <laughs> you can hear the insides of me. <laughs> I'm trying not to move so much, because it's probably picking up on this phone. <laughs> 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 I'm going to have to edit all that. <laughs> but... Yeah, man. Good talk. Uh, Good talk. Yeah, so that'll that'll go in there. I'll I'll send you this too. Sweet. But, man. How long are you in town? Uh, I'll probably leave Sunday afternoon. Mm. You got a lot more opportunity up there to to do big things. That's for sure. Get (laughs) Get around some some more people because um, I was thinking I was like you know what I want I want some more mentors for myself mm-hmm. and I was looking at people around town and like who do I who do I who can I call on yeah uh, that's how that's how I was when in high school I was like I want you know some mentors and, and Toastmasters I found them but I still wanted some you know some some higher level stuff um so when i think i've told you about my mentor up in kennesaw Mm -hmm. dale alexander Mm -hmm. um that's that's been huge we meet about once a month and i've learned a lot from him it's it's like i said being up there and the city is long it's wider than eight miles Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's a lot of people (laughs) You got cities within cities. Kennesaw is its own little city. Mm-hmm. Uh, town. I, uh, I started helping out with um, this one program within the business school. It's called um, All Access. And so we do this just about every single Wednesday. You may have seen it on my story. Mm-hmm. Um, but we bring in like high-level CEOs, business owners, um, you know, talking about their transition from college into the real world. It's a lot of good stuff, and so I'm, I'm one of the ambassadors. It's just mm. a fancy name they give us. <laughs> we um, we get to talk to them before they go up there and speak for about almost an hour, and we just get to pick their brains and network with them. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Man, see, we, we need something here. Uh, they have stuff in Savannah all the time, mm-hmm. but... It's an hour drive. It's an hour drive, and... Four kids and a wife say, I need you to do this. <laughs> and the three businesses. So, uh, we, need to, we need to make something happen here in Statesboro where it's, you know, influencers, entrepreneurs, business owners. And I don't know why it's so hard. Because it's small. It's, I mean, I, and like I said, like from the very beginning, small town thinking small town programming it's mm-hmm. like uh, just like uh, I, I don't know if it's bad I don't think it's as bad within the 
the churches, but the black churches. You can't have an event because one thing is like, well, you might take my members. You might be more a little bit more dynamic than me. You even from, I mean, they're, they're even from different um, denominations and they're like, nah, I don't want my people. Mm. My people can't go here. So well, what you'll that's see. That's how the other churches are too. They're like that, but it's not as bad. But what's so, what's so bad, and to prove this, is like, the back to school, back to school, everybody has back to school giveaways, back to school bashes, back to school uh, book bags. Mm-hmm. My kids will have five book bags from di- five different events. Yeah. It's like, why you just can't have one huge one, event? One giant book bag event and do everybody in the whole community mm-hmm. with what everybody needs. This one book bag is black with, uh, it has a pack of paper, and five pencils and an eraser. And this one I have three folders, uh, one pencil and one eraser. And this one just has scissors and some crayons. But, and they're all do, doing different things. They're all trying to do their own thing, trying to make their impact on the community. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing anything but, you know, creating a whole bunch of uh, old surplus of book bags yeah. <laughs> yeah. that are going to get thrown away. If we could all just kind of it sounds cheesy, but you know, unite mm-hmm. and and attack a problem. I mean, if, yeah. if book bags and children's lack children lacking going to school is an actual problem, if it's really that big of a problem, it seemed like it wouldn't be hard for everybody to get together and just say, "All right, downtown first Friday or something like that, where everybody comes, free book bags. If you need it, come and get it." Mm-hmm. And everybody has that one event. Yeah. It's like the Hallelujah festivals and the fall festivals and the Halloween carnivals and the trunk or treats, all of those all around town. Right, even and I know everybody wants to have their own VBSs, their vacation Bible schools, but the mm-hmm. same thing. My my kids would go from church to church all around town. Some of them would be the exact same VBS because yeah. everybody goes to one place because we're small town thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can only go to to a group, uh, which is the life uh, Lifeway. Yeah, Lifeway does all the stuff. <laughs> so this church is doing the same exact thing as this church, which is on a different week. So they 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 went to. <laughs> Oh, what was that one that they did? It was uh, Game Day Central. Oh, I remember that. Oh, man. I still hear the songs in my head because they went to it. Game Day Central. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> they went to three different churches around town. And, yeah. Still got the CDs. Got I got a t-shirt from this church, CD from this church. And I was just like, why don't they just all get together? Were they doing Game Day Central like within the past like that was that was probably five years ago? Okay, that makes sense. That was about five, five or six years ago. But I'm just like <laughs> Why are we all doing the same thing? Yeah. And like I say, you're only reaching five, ten, fifteen kids here and then thirty kids here and then at most seventy. Maybe at Pittman Park they might have did seventy or hundred. I know uh, FBC has a well, lot. They got of, a, yeah, they, they got a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Big but facility. Everybody, I mean, just doing 
they could have they could house things. They could house everybody. Oh yeah. But I'm just saying. I I know everybody's got egos and mm-hmm. but it, And it kinda goes back to that tribalism thing. What it, what it is I'm like I said, they're programming saying, Okay, we're gonna do it and we're gonna do it the best and nobody else can do it but us and we don't wanna be a part of anybody else doing anything. Mm-hmm. So Everybody's still in their still little pockets, and like I was saying, in business, businesses are the same exact way. We got there's, uh, I think there's just as many. There's maybe fifteen to twenty thousand kids, pre-K kids, or something like that. It's it's, it's a it's a big number, mm-hmm. and you got maybe six schools. To house those pre-K kids, some kids. I mean, some schools have three programs. But, yeah. But you're only getting there, there's there's a there's an astronomical amount of kids that's not in school because the pre-K can't fit them. Lottery funded pre-K. And everybody they won't open up new ones. Everybody has to have their own little thing. Uh, in I think it's Tifton. Or right outside of Tifton, somewhere, we went to a place. The whole county has they bought a school, say like Old Sally Z, and the whole Sally Z is nothing but pre K for the whole county. So every you know they got a lot of classes there, mm-hmm. but all those classes, I mean all those classrooms are just pre K. You don't fight. You don't fight for pre-K spots, and you don't have to have <clears throat> this one person over here and this one person over here doing their one thing. Everybody's together, mm-hmm. and that school is awesome. Uh, if the school needs something, they all—you only got one place to go. They give it. Uh, if the teacher has an idea, she can share with the whole group on that thing. You're not like trying to make your one your school better over here than all the other ones. Uh, it's just one school. Mm-hmm. Then that's that united front. So those, that whole program, is pretty much the best program in the state of Georgia. Even if they're, as soon as they leave pre K, it goes straight now. Because everybody goes to their separate schools and they got their separate teachers and they got their way of doing things. Uh, you know, Southeast Bullock is better than, you know, William James over here. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. It's just like... Uh, what, one thing I liked about the state of Georgia, they all came under the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. So everything is under the University of Georgia system. So... You don't have so much. I mean, George Southern just can't really say, hey, we the best at this. We're all part of the... When you get the certificate, it has UGA on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you went to UGA or if you went over here to over there to over there, mm-hmm. you know, even if I go to the Armstrong, it's still going to say UGA. Right. I'm not so much better than you because I went to this. I went to Harvard. Harvard, <laughs> but yeah, um, and in an entrepreneurial mindset, and I tell the kids this, you know, yeah, you gotta go to school, and you 
do need to make good grades. But what's more important than the grades is what the actual lessons are being taught. Yeah. You don't go to school just to get that 4.0 and then graduate top of the class. Mm -hmm. Actually know something because you got people who graduate with honors, got all the ribbons, and can barely read. Well, they they can't read with comprehension. Mm -hmm. They can read, but soft from memory. Have no idea what what it's talking about. Yeah. So when you read 10x, you you just be like, uh, I gotta go out there and work harder. <laughs> and uh, Dan Locke, he was just like, I'm already doing 24 hours worth of work. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to give me 240 hours to do more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to start making it work for me. That was his little jab at 10X, <laughs> which I was like, okay, I see that. I see that. Don't shade. <laughs> but he's right, though. It's like, yeah. me, myself, I can't work. I mean, I can't work more. I already do eight. I, I probably do 60 to 75 to 80 hours a week. But I'm on my own business. Yeah. Yes, I mean that's that's it's not entirely by choice, but it's by choice. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing what I love too. Yeah. So it's not work, work. Some of rewarding. it is. Some of it is, but some of it's not. Some for me to play with some kids is you know we goof off and laugh. Mm -hmm. You know, I get paid to do that. But, you know, there's also other things parents have got to do with, eh, want to do all that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is for them to see that, it's, it's like, well, you, you can do that. Uh, this was one of the funniest conversations I had with a middle schooler. Middle, <laughs> middle schooler. <laughs> he was like, you know, he was like, you like, uh, you like the slave owner. And the teachers are the slaves. And I'm like, why would you think that? And he's like, well, you the boss. You gotta, you gotta, you you know, you gotta do. You spend all the money. You tell everybody what to do. And I'm like, so what are you gonna be? You gonna be a slave owner or or uh, a slave? And he's like, I'm gonna be a slave. I'm gonna go to school, and then I'm gonna go to the NFL, and I'm gonna get paid. And but I mean, ultimately, I'm gonna be a slave. I'm like, you talking like this? You, you're eleven. Yeah. <laughs> you're eleven talking like this. And he, but he's been programmed to talk that way. Yeah. That's the way he thinks. Mm -hmm. He probably will go through school, barely get by, and do what he can to do the best, be the best athlete, and try to go pro, which probably won't go pro because. Chances of that is very slim. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, pros are really picked out. I mean, if you look at the Olympics, those kids are, they're kids when they're picked out to go to the Olympics. Oh, yeah. They've been training since four years old, you know. Since they can walk. Mm-hmm. And they don't know anything else. Mm -hmm. they, they're programmed. That's what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So when they don't get it, they're devastated. A lot of them, I mean, commit suicide because... That's all they've known. Yeah, yeah. And that that's sad. And like I said, the the business side of being programmed to think certain ways, 
when stuff starts to fall, we've we've been programmed to not say not to take risk. So when we don't take the risk, we don't get the job, or we don't get the contract, or we don't get the bid, mm-hmm. and life is over. It's just like I've been working all my life to do this. When the opportunity presents itself, you don't take it because you know you program yourself. I ain't gonna get it anyway. I'm why? Mm-hmm. And what drives me crazy is when people, you know, something bad happens or bad things keep happening to them, and they're they're stuck in the way of their thinking, but they don't they don't think that they can change. They don't think that they can change the programming when at any moment they can. Mm-hmm. And uh, to that point, that just like uh, when Jamila got the um, Les Brown thing, the way you see yourself, like, why can't nothing good happen to me? Mm-hmm. Why is that? What's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm looking at myself like that, and God sees me as like, you are the blessing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not just a blessing. You are the blessing that I'm blessing so many other people with. And mm-hmm. once I saw myself through God's eyes, everything changed. It's right. like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I, I, I got this, God. Okay. I, I see. I see. I see. And our, our programs, you know, most of us all have some form of victim mentality. Yeah. I can't I can't make it because I don't live in Atlanta or you know I'm not young like Brandon it's not fair it's not fair I need to just give up you know or I look at my kids and like you know we start to try to compare ourselves or we start to compare other people to somebody else's standards mm-hmm. why y'all can't be like Johnny <laughs> what's wrong with y'all kids <laughs> and and they're their own individuals and you know if we could see everything through God's eyes we could probably work a lot lot better a lot oh, yeah. faster we'd be a lot happier uh, and having a wealth and not just having money because some people like I said making $20 work a wealthy person can make $20 work mm-hmm. and be happy at that $20 where I'd be like man all I got is $20 I'm down to my last 20, man, to payday. It's, you know, we got so many, so many, oh, so many people. So many people that just live and pay check to paycheck. Oh, yeah. And that one bad thing happens. Like I said, the tire blows out. Man, oh, uh, did that truck out? No, it was... I think it was that truck. I was going from here to Macon for a family reunion, and I had a blowout. Well, it technically it wasn't even a blowout. All the air, my tire went flat. Mm. Put more top air in it, it still went flat. Didn't know why. So, so it's like I don't know what I'm gonna do. I got all this stuff. I was trying to get here. Oh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna cost a fortune. You know, well, you, when you look at a tire, getting a new tire at most with the labor and everything is going to be less than $100, mm-hmm. which, I mean, for a lot of people, that's a lot of money. But it cost me more to in gas to go to the truck where it was parked on the side of the road, take the tire off, 
and then go to Sam's Club to get a new tire. What happened was a little small hole had formed on the um on the little spout. Mm, yeah. So it wasn't keeping air in. And then it's like So you just needed a new tube, not even a new tire. Yeah, it was like three dollars. That was like three dollars. <laughs> and now and uh and all I can hear in the background, God saying, see, see, <laughs> see, see. <laughs> and just the whole time I'm like, I'm thinking, but I'm just kicking myself, like worrying so much that oh, they're going to take advantage. If I get it towed, they're going to charge me an arm and a leg. It's going to cost me forever. I got to do all this stuff. And $3. Mm-hmm. And I was back and running like it was brand new tire. Everything, so uh, it's just that program is such a big thing on all aspects, all aspects of life, mm-hmm. and and I never got to programming starts to form that habit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, with all your programming, the way you see certain things, how you can. See, I tell this to the kids all the time. You got Johnny in this class and. And Sally in the same class. Johnny hates the teacher. The teacher is always out to get Johnny. Sally has the most, the, the greatest time. She loves it. She goes home. She says, I made this in art. We did this all day. This is the best class. This is the best school. I love the school. And he absolutely hates it. He hates the kids in the class. He hates the teacher. He hates school. He hates school lunch. He hates everything. And the habits are... The programming. Mm-hmm. Because dad always hated school. And he's like, I know you're not going to have a good day at school, son. But uh, when you get home, we're going to play Fortnite all night. So he can't wait to get home, play Fortnite, hate school. I just want to go home. Mm-hmm. And mom and dad is telling Sally, you know, you're going to have the best day ever. And your friends are going to be there. And you're going to make wonderful things for your parents and everything. And you love your teacher. And she goes in and she lives that out. Mm-hmm. And the habits are coming from your programming, living that out. Yeah. And the things that you say, the things that we speak of ourselves. I hate this place. I hate, oh, man, I, they just going to. These kids are gonna have snot noses and <laughs> parents are no good and things like that. Once we get in there, your brain says, "Okay, these are this is how we're gonna see everything." So, the little drip that comes down from one kid sneezing, it's like, see, there it is. Now all of them gonna have it. Pretty soon we're gonna be looking. And uh, one of the good things that I, I learned is that uh, I think Brand Cart- Cardone says you can't. You can't see what you're not looking for. Mm. Or and and if you're looking for bad things, you're gonna find it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like you said, you never saw you didn't see that it was that dirty until <laughs> I pointed it out to you. <laughs> but a lot of a lot of people would be like, Man, oh that's a beautiful tank. I'm like, You see all this dirt? Do you see the mold growing on it? Oh man, this is. And I just start complaining and complaining. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, you're right. It is ugly. It's, it's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it is." But when you come in, you're just like, "Man, I wish I had a big tank like that. That's a nice tank." Mm-hmm. I uh, I remember there's just one guy out there. He's big in fitness. His name is Ben Greenfield. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember him talking about 
or this may have been Ryan Holiday. It was Ryan Holiday or Ben Greenfield. It was one of those two. Um, anyway, they um, to change the programming of their son's mind on rainy days. You know, the the average thought is, oh, it's raining. It's going to be a crappy day. Mm-hmm. So instead of um, teaching a son to think that way. When it's raining outside, they'll go outside and play in the rain. <laughs> and like they'll talk about how beautiful it is. And just changing the way, not even changing, just programming his mind to think that every day is beautiful, no matter what, no matter if it's raining, whatever. It's always going to be a beautiful day, a great day to go out and have some fun. So I, I thought that was so cool. Yeah. You know, and like I think he'll get his son to take cold showers too, because <laughs> no one will take cold showers. They think it's miserable, but he thinks it's fun. You know, how do you take yours? Do you jump in right in there <laughs> and uh, do it, or do you like me? I cheat. I just I have it all the way up as hot as it can be before I get in it. Yeah. So the water is warm, but then right before I get in it, I'll turn it to like on a dial. If twelve o'clock is the hottest, mm-hmm. I can take a shower at five o'clock. And be, yeah. and be good. I mean, really good. And not have anything. But if I jump in and just put it straight on five, the only thing I can think about is getting out. <laughs> 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 that's, that's the only thing. It's just like, I, I can't stand it. I got, I'm, I'm, the, the shock is too great. Mm-hmm. And the only, I'm miserable and the whole experience is miserable. So that's the way I do it. How do you do it? So I used to just like hop in, turn cold, but um, it's kind of miserable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what I normally do now is, you know, take normal, uh, it's not like scolding hot water. Like some people just like it burning them. Like I just like a little warm, you know, comfortable. Um, and then probably for about the last three to five minutes, I keep it cold. Okay. As cold as it can be. Mm, cold as you can stand. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I think people, when they hear, like, Jim Quick or somebody's mm-hmm. talking, like, take a cold shower. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a cold shower. And I turn it to 5 o'clock and then, <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> Also, during those cold showers, I also try to find my breath. So mm-hmm. instead of, <laughs> <laughs> instead of that, it's, you know, trying to control it. And when you do that. It doesn't feel as cold either. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found out. I mean, I found that if I have it at, well, like I said, 12 o'clock is the hottest. If I start off at maybe 2 or 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. before I jump in, and when I jump in, or when I get in it, I'll, I'll automatically turn it to about 4 Four thirty, yeah, yeah, and then drop it down to five. And when I want it cold, I'm ready to get out. When mm-hmm. I want to think, drop it down to five. I haven't got it to six yet. <laughs> six is just straight cold water. <laughs> but five, five o'clock. I mean, yeah, my wife, she would not be able. She, it's it might as well just be raining ice cubes coming out <laughs> of the thing. I've gotten pretty, uh, pretty immune to the cold water now. Like when I when I wake up in the morning, it's getting too cold in the mornings to take walks. Mm-hmm. But um, when I was taking walks, I would come back and then um, hop in the shower, keep it warm for a few minutes, and just turn it all the way cold at the end. And it's not even that cold anymore. 
honestly. Yeah. Okay, I don't feel that bad anymore. I thought maybe I was just cheating. Or <laughs> I don't know. I was doing something wrong. It's like, how can everybody take cold showers? This uh, is insane. <laughs> I think it's more about like trying to go like over a minute. Mm. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. got that down then. Um, Cause like I said, that initial shock when I'm trying to do it. Oh yeah. I, no, I kick the door. <laughs> it's so awful when, like, you first wake up in the morning, your body temperature is down anyway, and then you hop directly in the cold. That's so bad. Man. I don't think there's anything worse than that. <laughs> that's, that's punishment. <laughs> Take a cold shower. It wakes you up, though. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> but the first day I did it, like I said, I was mad. <laughs> I was pretty much mad, and so I started the whole day mad, and it was it was not a good day. And I was like, I don't think I did this right. I do not think. And I tried it again, and I wasn't as mad for the day, but like I said, I wasn't I wasn't nice. I wasn't um, I wasn't very happy with the world <laughs> taking a cold shower. And I think because it was that was the first thing that I did in that in the morning mm-hmm. was. Set the day off wrong. <laughs> I remember last year when I was in the dorms, there the hot water was out for like it was almost two weeks. God. So every single morning I was taking cold showers, not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least you had a little training, but yeah, I had to have a little warm then give it down to it. Yeah, yeah, that's how I usually like it. Yeah. Sometimes if I like after a run. Or something like that. I'll just do it all cold. Oh, yeah. That just feels good. Man, that just feels good. That's <laughs> cheating. That's cheating. That's, that's definitely cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but um, forming those, uh, they're saying, programming, forming those habits, your habits start to automatically, you, you said uh, that memorization, muscle memorization, you, you start to do things uh like make your bed, mm-hmm. and I just jump out of bed and make it up without even thinking about it anymore. Yeah. You know, go in the bathroom, come back, and the bed is already made. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I already did it. Or, um, you yeah, know, you don't even realize you're doing it. Yeah, and that's if you can program, you know, start to program, brainwash yourself to be successful. Mm-hmm. You'll automatically have those habits of doing successful things. Uh, you know, saving money. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, you've seen the 1% before? Mm-hmm. You know, saving, uh, starting off with 1%, it's, it's, it's so minimal that you don't even notice it. And next thing you know, you got $300 in the bank. Yeah. Like, where'd this come from? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never changed my uh, thing. So now, I think right now, I'm at 8%. Maybe, maybe eight percent, but you know, that's because I've been lazy mm-hmm. and, and not really just bumping it up and bumping it up. Uh, and plus, you know, dynamics change. But uh, I know people who he's like, I want to live like I tithe, and they live off ten percent. Yeah, I, there's a book that my that my dad got quite a while back, and it was about this guy that gave ninety percent, lived off ten. Mm-hmm. People do it. People do it. Uh, famous people do it. And you look at them and feel like, well, they got everything. They can do that. Mm-hmm. Well, how did they get that way? 
So then that I think that's through habits. For like, sure. You know, it's it's not. I don't even think about tithing. That's not a something that you don't even think about. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a habit. I got I got ten dollars. I've given a dollar. Yeah. Automatic. It's not like man. I could sure use this one dollar. <laughs> man. Or you know, it's like. Uh, you want a million dollars? What's the first thing you gonna do? Uh, tie? <laughs> <laughs> How am I gonna keep the rest of it? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, if I don't, you see all those people that go broke, and and that's another thing right there. You got those instant in- millionaires from the lottery and stuff, but their programming says live this way. Mm-hmm. If you already live in a broke mentality, once you get a million dollars, you're gonna go broke fast. For sure. Yep. You ready to go? Whenever you are. <laughs> that train. That that was probably a truck, but it sounded like a train. Yeah. It sounded like a train coming right here. <laughs> but hey, I'm gonna go get something to eat. Yeah, I'm getting pretty hungry. Mm-hmm. What you eat? I don't know yet. <laughs> Uh, don't get addicted to chicken and waffles. That's not a good thing. Oh, man. <laughs> I uh, had chicken and waffles for the first time it was a few months back. I had it at uh, Del Sur. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had it there? No, I haven't had theirs, oh, but man. I know the owner. and yeah, I know. You should you go know. check out those chicken and waffles. Hey, you know, Lokes down here is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And... I've had it twice in one week, and I was <laughs> miserable. The whole, I mean, the, it was so good, and I'm just like, oh, the, the whole, the rest of the day, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> why do I do this to myself? Sugar and carbs. Yep. Uh, all of it, fried foods mm-hmm. and waffles and sugar and syrup and I don't even, I mean, I want it, but I don't, I, I don't want it. It tastes so good. <laughs> I, 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 I really, uh, I mean, I probably going to go home and just eat some chicken salad. That's, that's been, a, we've kept chicken salad for the whole month. That's all we, whenever we want a snack or something, it's got mm-hmm. celery in it and everything. So it's, it's really light. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, um, what I've been doing. So I'll eat like two big meals a day, mm-hmm. lunch and dinner. Um, and then in between that, I usually keep like, uh, there's just one brand called Skinny Dipped and it's mm-hmm. like chocolate covered almonds. Mm-hmm. Man, those are good. <laughs> really good. And like protein bars, try to eat those. Mm-hmm. Do you, where you get them from, like GNC or? Yeah, they have, uh, I usually go with Quest because they're really low in sugar. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like less than a gram of sugar, yeah, um, but it the... tastes really good. I've got this one. Oh, yeah, skinny dipped almonds too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are uh, these are really good. Okay, I've seen these. Can I try one of these? Sure. What I've been doing, man, that's big. That's pretty good. What I've been doing, um, 
I've been making Chex Mix. I mean, my own type of Chex Mix. Chex Mix, you know, Chex Mix, I usually have like chocolate with powdered sugar and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But, um, Walmart sells berries, um, dried berries and grapes. It's like cranberries, cherries, grapes, all dried. So they're all like raisins. And mix that with uh, with the uh, checks. So I use rice checks and I have honey checks for to give it the sweetness. But it's all gluten free and really good. Mm-hmm. See, I can eat these. I don't. I usually don't eat almonds. It's not loud. I'm not a big fan of almonds either, but you can't even really taste those. Yeah. Uh, this is taste of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was like, are you eating nuts yet? And I'm like, I just started eating uh, raisins and cranberries. I haven't gotten into nuts yet. So like, I like nuts by themselves, but not like, not like mixed in with my... I don't know what's Other wrong. Stuff. I mean, my mom loves nuts, any kind of nut, the cashews, almonds, mm-hmm. peanuts. She'll sit there and eat those all day long, but I could never do it. She'd be like, "Get some." <laughs> no thanks. Nope. The older I get, like I crave like like um, cabbage. <laughs> like, man, I've never craved cabbage. 30, 30 years older than you. <laughs> it's like, man, I, I, where can I? I'm gonna just make my own cabbage. So it's like, it's like wait, it's like, you know, ten years ago, like, uh, like, my mom, she makes cabbage stew sometimes. I don't eat it though. <laughs> well, I mean, just saying, like, kale. Kale doesn't have taste, but you want it in everything. Mm-hmm. Kale and spinach, spinach dip. Man, if you try to give me some spinach dip when I was your age, oh my goodness, we would have been fighting. <laughs> Anything with spinach in it, spinach was nasty. But now it's like, you give me some. I like spinach. You give me some spring mix. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, that's like a that's a meal right there. I'm good. Yeah, yeah that's good. But me talking to my boys, you know, it's like get some half and half uh, spring mix. Like, I might as well just eat grass. Like, <laughs> no, it's good. It's actually good. It's better than um, you know. It's bad enough they want to eat salad. I mean, they don't want to eat salad, but have green salad. Right. Because you know, iceberg lettuce is. Once you, I mean, I mean that, that's a start. Yeah, but actually, it's have basically just water. <laughs> green. Once you have green stuff, though. Yeah, that's like celery. And it's like, why do you hate celery so much? It's just, it don't even taste like anything. It tastes like whatever you put on it. Mm-hmm. I love celery. So, celery and peanut butter or chicken salad or anything with celery. Tuna salad? I love tuna salad on celery. That, that's, a, that, that's a snack right there. I'm going to make myself hungry again. <laughs> But, yeah, it was good talking to you, man. Yeah. Always. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. Um, Is this still going? 
Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's not taking as much space as the uh, right. other thing. Video. Another hour. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. This is why people can uh, do what they love and not work a day in their lives. True. It's all of it's gone and be like, man. So what time is it? Oh, it's 12.30. We got here at 10. That's, that's, life. that's the life I like. 